calling. Hey, 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 Business. how are you guys going? This guy. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Well, that's great news. All right, I'll just, I'll, um, are you guys recording? Yeah. Two, testing, one, two, three, yeah. And we're in the game. I'll just bring you up so I can see your pretty faces. I just listened to you, um, just listened to all your podcasts. It sounds great. Thanks, dude. I like it. I like how you've released them out of order as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by accident. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cranker Comedy Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cranker Comedy Podcast. The Cranker Comedy Podcast. This is a jingle, a Cranker Comedy Podcast. Cranker Comedy Podcast, yeah. It's probably the best one you've done. You reckon? Yeah. We're, we're speaking with Rowan Harry, but we're actually recording this retrospectively <laughs> and we're here with Steve Copley. Steve, you, hi, know, Steve. you know... Hi, Steve. You know Rowan. Any, any thoughts on Rowan? Yeah, a lot of thoughts. What's First of all, what's that challenge that people are doing with their bins? Have you seen Rowan's version? Oh, uh, yeah, the bin day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we asked him about that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. You can listen to that. <laughs> you've, you've known Rowan for years, though, haven't you? Yeah, we actually shared a place. Yeah, oh. A couple of places, actually. Yeah, no, great guy. I, I reckon he's... I actually think he's one of the funniest guys in Adelaide. Yeah, I know Rowan through um, I know him through stand up, but we collaborated on theatre project uh, Centrelink the musical, which was his. Oh, I remember that was fantastic. Yeah, so he's very capable actor. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Steve. All right, hope you enjoy the podcast with Rowan Harry, the most we've fluffed up a guest (laughs) before. I know, aka the Attitude Consultant. (laughs) He's got a podcast. Listen to it. I just listened to you. Um, listen, listen to all your podcasts. I like. I like how you've released them out of order as well. We recorded a few last year just because we felt like it, and so this was like a really good time to actually release them. Yeah, this is actual cranker comedy now. This is what it is. Yeah, and you're essentially providing a platform for comics such as ourselves to uh, be able to express ourselves. We're doing that. Yeah. Do you think after this comes back, you know, and people go back to live comedy, do you think there's just going to be an abundance of corona material like and like too much of it totally yeah <laughs> definitely i've just kind of been stuck in this iso mode for the last five or six years ASO. yeah iso i've been in iso <laughs> for five or six years now and uh no one gave a f- but now everyone gives a because f- we're all in it together great like this is just a holiday for me because I don't have to get up and go to work and deal with all that. Like I don't, I'm not getting the pressure from banks, from the ATO, from anyone right now. It's like, oh, for f- sake, I'm funded to play video games and write. And So the only difference between now and then is that people aren't asking you for money? They're giving you money? Exactly. I'm not, I'm not sitting there thinking I'm like I'm just spraying wads of cash everywhere going, just send me the invoice, you know, what do you want from me now? I don't get that. It's great. <laughs> I mean, to use this horrible diamond analogy, that's diamonds are made from pressure. Like that's where you get your, your <laughs> spark. Here's my, here's my TED talk now, gentlemen. I wanted, I wanted to ask you, Rowan, about your connection with Cranker Comedy because you were involved in the first ever gig. Worst gig of my life, Ross. Um, I, I completely bombed at that gig. I think I had a set or I had a 10-minute routine which worked and for some th- reason or such I thought I could just wing it and no one thought it was funny, no one cared. But the thing is, like, you need to be able to provide that platform for failure. When I was doing stand-up, I had an act. It was a good act. Um, it was on Stand Up Australia and it worked, but... It was 10 minutes of material, which was a product of years of open mic comedy at PJ's, Rhino, all of that. And um, 
there were parts of it that didn't work on, in, along the journey. Like I'd get out and I'd do a joke and it didn't work properly and I did one joke that got crickets. But the jokes that got the crickets might have been just so close to getting a huge laugh. Do you know what I mean? Did I use an incorrect word? Am I breaking the fourth wall here? Do I need to do it more one-on-one? Yeah, that's interesting. I was just going to say, I remember you gave me some really good advice when I'd just started, when I'd only been doing comedy like one or two years. This is before Cranker Comedy. You said you watched my set one time at Old Rhino and you were like, don't laugh at your own jokes. Like, because I, I was starting to laugh at my own jokes and you were like, it's ruining your your stage persona and you also were like you're not meant to laugh the audience is meant to laugh like you're meant to make the audience laugh and I yeah I just kind of remember that and took that on board and and I don't think ever really did that again nice man I actually remember that conversation at the front of our runner room that was when I first got to know you yeah I'm finding now the perfect combination of uh, performance comedy is having a structure that is so tight, but then uh, having the randomness as well. Like it's just this beautiful alchemy for me. And um, I don't know, I'm kind of trying to find that with my podcast, with um, with my writing and my performance. So do you want to give your podcast a little plug here so maybe some people listening to this might might like you and want to listen to the Attitude Consultant? So do you, do you want to sort of give that a little plug? Opportunity to plug. And you guys have both been on the podcast as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Check out the Attitude Consultant episode with Ross Voss. Uh, we do the half glass full, half, half glass empty. And Christopher Warman, you did a hilarious one earlier in the piece, Indoor Plants, and you gave the worst an idea ever about this Pokemon Go kind of app. Did you did you do you play games, Rowan? We always ask our guests if um, they play video games or board games. Do you have a, a, a go to game to sort of pass the time? Well, I only recently just revisited the Tomb Raider on uh, the Xbox. A lot of puzzle solving, a lot of shooting. Um, I'm also playing Life is Strange, which is a kind of an immersive um, choose your own adventure kind of game. Yeah, it's a bit of fun because I like that one because you don't have to think. You just walk around just collecting shit and talking to people and making choices. It's it's kind of like interactive TV. You look at you looking really weird. Like I just said something and dumb. I'm I'm no. sorry sorry no. I love chess. Um, Ross, is that a better answer? No, <laughs> no. You don't have to like chess. I don't care. What do I care? You kind of just looked at each other and just sort of went, "Oh, all right, I <laughs> <to> me." <laughs> It's a, it's a fun journey, though, doing the podcasting thing. Yeah. For us, it's like something to do. It's connecting with friends. It's being active and it's providing content for the page just in case anyone wants to engage with it, you know. So, yeah, and Chris said sometimes, you know, after you build up a bit of a portfolio, then people go back and listen to episodes and stuff. Yeah. So Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. And for me, what I'm finding with my podcast... And what I wanted to do, like last year when I was about to lose everything and I was just in a really dark place, I thought, what do I want to do with my life? And the answer was, well, I'm already doing everything I want to do. I just want to be able to sustain that and um, be able to keep my house and be able to keep a roof over my head and a meal on my table. If I'm still able to do that, then that's success to me. Yeah, good on you, man. So you're having fun doing this? Yeah. Yeah. We love it. And and the people that we interview seem to to be having fun too. So that's important as well for us. So like, yeah, we just want to be very laid back and, 
yeah, just a bit of a chat. Yeah, cool. What I'm finding with podcasts is I can say whatever the f*** I want. And if people don't like it, they can just f*** off. <laughs> my um, motto or whatever, my mantra, I guess you'd call it, is I just wanted to tell my story because I thought I had something unique and I was under so much pressure. I had, I felt kind of cornered and I felt like I had no recourse. And now where I feel things have changed, it's just have fun. Because I've been, I'm just so tired at the moment. I'm just, let's have fun. Let's work with what we've got. Let's use what we have. And hopefully things will go back to normal and things will change. Cheers. I wanted to ask you if you had um, any stand-up stories you wanted to share, like from doing, because how long have you been doing comedy for on and off for like 15 years? Oh, longer than that. I reckon I did my first set 2001. Do you remember your first joke? I think when I did, I did jokes about Subway, about how I, been collecting the stamps for Subway, but um, now I've uh, they said I, you've got to buy a free drink or something. I says, oh, can I get to Norlunga with this? You know, and it was a horrible joke. When did you know you wanted to be a comedian? And like, how long into doing comedy? Like, how many gigs did it take you to like go? Okay, I get this now. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I I always loved. Um, watching comedy and I was always doing short films and then um, wanted to work on my public speaking. So for me it was just like a, a lot of people I can see in the stand-up scene, doing it just for personal development rather than an end point. Tell me why you made that conscious decision to bleep out any expletives. Uh, I've heard anecdotal evidence that it doesn't. It makes things podcasts do worse internationally. You're playing the analytics smart. Yeah, well, and... Uh... I feel like I feel like I'd rather have a, a podcast come out that was suitable for more people rather than less people. Well, that, that's true. That's where I draw the line um, with my live stuff. It's like if there's if there's one kid in the room, automatically it's like I'll start doing PG material. But when there's no kids, I'll just say, "Nah, f- this, f- that, f- everything. I don't care." But yeah, um, yeah family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting because it's because it's a podcast you can actually say whatever the fuck you want so it's interesting that you've made that decision yeah no i get you do you guys do a swat analysis do you swat things what does that mean i haven't swatted anything recently you haven't swatted anything recently so strengths strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats so you sit there and you just write it. it's like a tool for for businesses that they use it it's it's very basic did you have any tips or anything for an emerging comedian listening to this that, you know, any advice? Do whatever the f*** you want. Just have fun. Unless, unless someone's putting money on the table, then you've got a job to do. But if, if it's it's free, do whatever you want, mate. Just grow. Find out why you're doing it. If it's to get your d***s up, then fine. Enjoy that. Whatever. No one cares. If you want to take a break, take a break. If you're too busy, then, you know, fo- focus on what pays the bills. Find out what's important in your life. And just have fun. Stop. And don't try too hard. That's my advice. Rowan Harry. Ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a podcast with this Rowan Harry from the he he is the attitude consultant. Let's give him a round of applause. Another one. That was weird. We gave him two round of applause. Is this been your first online yep. kind of? Yeah, this is our first, our first one, man. Yeah, nice. This is how you do it, and I even put pants on for you, gentlemen. Oh, thank you. Couldn't tell. Well, I've seen that video of you not wearing anything, taking the bins out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My mum deleted me on Facebook after that. <laughs> oh, so we got 
50 minutes of stuff. I haven't made it hard for you to edit, have I? Probably, but, no, you know, no, I'll no, deal with that's it. good. Ross is being modest. There's lots of stuff that I've said that's embarrassing for me. A lot of pauses and stutters and stuff like that. So maybe just make me look like a legend. I'll clean it up. All right, buddy. Great time. It's good to, good to see you and chat to you. Yeah, man, I'll just turn the recording off now. Great. Sweet. I'll let you go. All right, man, have a good night. See y'all. Wow. Wow. You don't want to turn this f***ing off. <laughs>